Welcome to the Business Abundance Podcast, providing the tools and knowledge to help small business owners succeed. For additional resources, visit www.businessabundance.online. Hello, I'm Rhiannon. Hi, I'm Rowan. Hi, I'm Ian. Welcome back to the Business Abundance Podcast. Today, we are talking about creating a community for your business. But what does this mean and why does it matter? Good question. But um, who are you? You're new. You're not Z. <laughs> what happened? I'm Re. I turned my head for a second. We changed Z to Re. Changed Z to Re. <laughs> oh, you know what could be good? Some crackers and cheese. We'd have some brie with Z and Re. Yeah, so Z's moved on to Greener Pastures. Yeah. She's uh, taking on the world, so she's gone. Not playing golf. Um, I think it's been too cold for her to play golf from what she told me, which is um, apparently a bit controversial with her local club, but... Yeah, so she's moved yeah. on t- to take on other opportunities, but um, Re has quickly replaced her. It was very convenient for you to get someone that rhymes with Z. Mm, we didn't really know that till now. Yeah. Um, it was but, awesome. Yeah, do you want to quickly introduce yourself, Re? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Rhiannon. I'm um, a Devonport local. I've just recently started with the Business Abundance team. So I've come from a bit of a varied background of customer service. I worked in superannuation for a little while, worked with some cars for a little while as a service advisor. Um, I do university on the side, so I'm studying a Bachelor of Business with um, Economics, Finance and Trade. Um, and in my spare time, I usually look after my family. So, Spare time? You told me you didn't have spare time. That's because all my spare time goes to university and my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a busy little bee, so we gave her more jobs to do with it's the good. podcast. That's good. It's fine. Cool. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about creating a community for your business, but what does this mean? What does it mean to have a community and why does it matter? So for most businesses, we do what we do to help people achieve a goal or provide a service, fill a need in the market. So that's all well and good, but then often there are a lot of people out there in the community that want to do the same thing. Like think about if you sell eco-friendly products, you're creating a good result for the world but then there's a lot of people that believe in being eco-friendly or do similar things or or want to share what they do but they don't have a platform to do that so being able to use your business and the the contacts that you create to build a community um, is often really really good way to get others behind you Uh, so for your business what does that mean it means more people talking about your business more people that like your business obviously a good bit of market research and information coming back from people about what they want what they like but a lot, often, a lot of things are better when you've got more people involved. It's more fun. So there's lots of reasons to have a bit of community vibes happening. I think it's really good for um, growth for new businesses as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. There's a, a small, well, it's not so small anymore, but um, used to be a really small bath bomb business in, um, in Ballarat. Yeah, okay. Back when I lived there, I was walking down um, through the mall one day and just waddled in there just for a bit of a look. Waddled. <laughs> That's a word that doesn't get used enough. Waddled. Waddled. Uh, yeah, so I went into this new store um, and I purchased a couple of little um, shower items, kind of like a bath bomb, but like for the shower. It just makes it smell nice. How do you bath bomb the shower? So they're called shower bombs and it's like... Oh, they spend all night thinking that up. <laughs> so are you hanging over the shower head? No, it goes in the bottom of the shower and it just like, as it disintegrates in the water... It just makes everything smell really nice. Yeah, cool. So if you're sick, you can get like a eucalyptus one. So it's kind of like having Vicks, like oh. having a, you know how like you put your head in a bowl of water with like yeah, the Vicks in it when you see the use of that. That's pretty cool. It's like that, but for a shower. It's amazing. All right. Try it. <laughs> one use only, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I went into this store, purchased a few products 
And as I was checking out, the owner was like, um, you know, hey, I'm going to send you through an SMS and that's going to have your receipt in it, but it's also going to have a link to our Facebook group. So you can upload photos of what your bath bombs look like and you can see what other people have used. You can see, you know, what fragrances people have liked the best um, and, yeah, just see recommendations for what everybody else has used all of their products for. Okay. So what started out as a really small little store turned into this huge group and there's now like fifty to 60,000 people in this group that just show pictures of their so, bath bombs. <laughs> so let's go back a step. So they were a little store to start with. Is that where they started? Yeah, just a little local store. And now they're selling online nationally. Yeah, with okay. fifty to 60,000 people Encouraging them. people to take photos in their shower. <laughs> yeah. Anything's possible, folks. So what did they actually do? So they, they were obviously building their community up a little bit with the, hey, give us your details and join this group. But what was that group? like what happened on the group? It's just so that people can share photos of what they've enjoyed about the different products. Um, and people can also share feedback. So it gives the owners like an opportunity to improve certain items that might not be doing so well because they can hear feedback directly from their consumers. Yeah, wow. That's pretty interesting. Pretty good idea. And now you're telling me about telling it about it to us. Yeah. And we're sharing it even larger. Interesting. We're miles away from Ballarat. Hmm. Oh, good example of a community there. Yeah, I think so. Um, Ron, why do you think it might be important to understand the community that's behind your business? Yeah, well, understanding what your clients want and what your clients like is 100% important. Um, If you get a little bit out of touch with that, you could be delivering products or services that people don't want or don't quite need or maybe they're not happy with, like you mentioned, the bath bombs if that particular product or type doesn't work very well. Um, If you're not in touch with your community and you're not going to get that bad feedback, and you're definitely not going to be able to stay ahead of, oh, this is what people that did deal with me, they like this now or this similar product. Um, you're not going to be aware of the market shifting whatsoever. Absolutely. You, uh, you can keep your finger on the pulse. Yes. So to speak. In real time now, like 30 years ago, could you please fill in our little customer satisfaction survey and maybe we will get to you in three weeks. And now we have instantaneous feedback and photos. Yeah. Do you think that it's important to target the right audience as well? I think you find your right audience with that method, really, don't you? Yeah, well, you've got to find your audience before you find your product. Yeah. So if you're selling shower bombs, and I'd imagine anyone with a shower and a nose is probably going to have a need, (laughs) you're not going to know your audience until you start to get that feedback from the community or your network, as it used to be called. It seems we, we keep... We keep pivoting in marketing and advertising and we keep changing terms, but it always seems to be that we're saying the same thing in just a different way. Mm. So for the older business owners, think of your think of your network. That's your community, except it's easier and more wide now with social media. That's an interesting point. Like with social media, we're probably changing the topic a little bit here, but thinking about your network back in the day, you have a community behind you, a, a network of people that you know or supported you or liked you or thought you were professional, good at what you do, and you had to meet those people in person or by sending them a letter and writing them. But now, you know, social media is obviously a big leverage tool where you can put something out there and thousands of people can see it. Or in Rhiannon's story's case, she's walked into a shop, they've then put her into social media, leveraged her 100%. And everyone else, and they've ended up with 50,000 to 60,000 people around Australia and 
and selling it. So, you know, your old network's a good example of a community and that could be an example of a community and the social media version is just a, a leveraged version. I think it's, a, it's much simpler now as well. And if you're not doing it, your competitor will be. Yeah. So get smart. I think even word of mouth on social media has evolved. Like where once upon a time, if you were giving a recommendation to a friend, you were giving a recommendation to just one friend and, True. you know, they might mm. then pass it on to more people if they choose to recommend it. But generally, if you're recommending someone a product on social media, it's in a public space and anyone can see it. So it's potentially recommending it to, you know, five, ten other people at a time, even when you're only posting it on one person's status. Yeah, definitely. So true. The old rule of thumb used to be that if you did a really good job, the person would tell two people. If you did a really bad job, they'd tell ten. <laughs> um, so now it's, it's, a, it's a lot harder to measure. Times both people. by a thousand, really. It really is, yeah. If if you did, if you happen to sell a shower bomb to a social media influencer who's got ten thousand people on their Instagram, mm. sky's the limit. Yeah. Anyway, that's a really good example of a community and, you know, why a business should build one. Um, it's not just the growth of the business, 100%, that's a good thing, but there's obviously value for people to join that group because otherwise they wouldn't have 50 or 60,000 people in that group. So what other benefits do you think a business can gain from creating a group like that? Pivot points. If the market changes, you've got, you're going to find out straight away. Yeah, so you think it um, can give you insight into the activities and definitely. The- like yeah, a, of your customers. It's a split testing. Uh, any any sort of market research is instantaneous feedback. Instead of getting a focus group together, you just click a button online. True. I suppose if you've got people talking about what you do or what the group is about, they're going to bring in new ideas, new examples. Oh, gee, I wish we had this or check this thing that we did. Yeah. Um, or here's a different type of product we think everyone would like. You're going to get a lot of information about that, aren't you? Yep. It's low cost too, so you're getting a lot of information without having to put a lot of effort or money into it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, So long term, the advertising cost is pretty much nil and you're growing that network without doing too much effort. So then you've got that that side of things, but you've also got the security of your business. So something that's important for a business to have as a niche, which you're you know, you're not competing directly with another business. So one electrical company that puts PowerPoints into walls competes with another electrical company that puts PowerPoints into walls. And and you have XYZ business just replicating itself, doing exactly the same thing. And yeah, it's a race to the bottom with the cheapest price or, you know, you can factor in like who likes who more and things like that, but fundamentally they're the same business. But um, if you can figure out, well, we specialise in this type of XYZ service um, and this is what we're about, you can start sort of forging some niches for your business. If you have a big community group like this behind your business, in the case of the Bass Bombs, that's pretty safe. Is someone going to come along and take your market off you? Pretty unlikely. If bath bombs become illegal, let's say shower bombs are illegal because they're using some dodgy materials and they're putting it down to the drains and it's killing all the fish in the river, then they still have this big group of people that wish to buy that sort of product. So you can then go, okay, well, let's find something else that's going to fulfill that need and you don't have to acquire those clients again. You've got all these people to help you with the right ideas. You can even go, like Ian said, market research. Hey, we can't sell these anymore because of XYZ. Does anyone know of something else that's suitable? Um, these people can't, won't necessarily want to start their own business and do it themselves, but they're happy to be a part of you being able to provide that to everyone. Well, they already know, like, and trust you as well Yeah, as a business. So if you've built a community of 60,000 people, 
pretty sure they're not just there for the bath bombs. Yeah. They're because they trust your brand. Yeah. And it's probably something slightly bigger. It's um, not just the bath bombs, but it's probably they like smelling nice and they like a bit of pampering and it's been able to communicate with other people that like the same things because maybe in their household no one cares. Mm. So they get to be part of something bigger. It's also, you look at it from the perspective of being sold something and people hate being sold, but they love to buy. Uh, If they're touching base with your community, whether it's online with social media or it's an email newsletter or you're doing the occasional Facebook Live to share or a TikTok or whatever platform you're using, they're, they're tuning in to hear what you have to say. And if they've shopped once, they'll shop again. So if you do have to pivot, if you say, okay, well, this ingredient is terrible, uh, we've got this new product coming out, it's shaped like a dolphin, you can watch the little dolphin dissolve at the bottom of your shower. People are like, oh, that's a great idea. Well, probably don't want to see a dolphin dissolve. Make it a heart. I'm getting over a breakup. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, we've got a couple of different reasons there. One's growth, one's been able to change, one's been able to be a bit more secure with your business. But, you know, there's a greater good as well. It's about making something bigger than your business, Um, giving people a platform. People buy. Yeah. And people want to deal with people, not a robot. Yep. So, you know, just can make you feel good about yourself. You're building something that's a bit bigger than your business and, you know, make make your income pretty strong and make your growth pretty good too. Makes a lot of people happy. We're a social animal. So what sort of advice would you give to a business that's wanting to start their own community? A good question. Be yourself. Yeah. Because it's really hard to keep up a fake persona. So if you're a business owner, be you. Let people see the real you. And what's the saying? Your vibe will attract your tribe. Yeah. Um, definitely be yourself and and uh, show people, you know, behind the scenes. But community... What is that? That's that's not you, is it? It's um, a group of people that you know might have leaders, might not have leaders, but fundamentally, it's a group of people that um, have something in common. So, the number one rule is the purpose of the community. What's the community solving? Uh, we talked to a client last week um, that's in the sort of uh, energy space. They do energy efficient products, um, renewable energy, and you know, cool technology and things like that. And we were talking about how can we help them build a community? And then they gave a few different examples. There were the communities already set up around electric vehicles that people in different states, you, if you've got an electric vehicle, you're probably part of one of those groups on Facebook. Um, and people like to show their range and their charging stations and their car and where they took it and what they towed and all those sort of things that, you know, probably their friends don't, not too fussed about, but other people with electric vehicles just love. Um, so we're talking about how can we do that with them. And then the first thing is like, well, you know, what's the purpose? What are we What are we looking for? We're looking to give a platform to people that they're interested in, in energy. They're interested in, you know, better lifestyles and maybe efficiency. Maybe it's um, just a better level of comfort, but um, particularly in the, in the state that they're in. So defining a community is definitely the first bit, and it's not necessarily this is my business and this is what we do, but like, what's what are people interested in? Yeah, it's you've got to have a goal, don't you? You've got to have a target. Yeah, so you can't just be a bit wishy, the wishy washy, the uh, Cheshire cat scene in Alice in Wonderland always makes me giggle. It's a good analogy for business. Is uh, she's she's a bit lost. She's walking through the forest. Cheshire cat appears. She's like, oh, I can't find my way. I don't know what I'm doing. And the Cheshire Cat's, uh, well, where are you headed? Well, I'm not really sure. Well, how can you find your way if you don't know where you're going? 
Uh, so define what you want from a community would be a good first step. Yeah, definitely. Business. So define what you want and then look to see if there's a common purpose that, that other people share or would be interested in. Yeah. And then if you've got those two things, then you've probably got a good place to start. What advice would you give to someone looking to choose a platform to create their community on? What? Platform. That's fluid, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess it goes back to who who's the community Um for who's in the community. Back so the target audience. Yeah. yeah. So if, you know, people can't use computers, you probably won't use the social media, but you can have groups. You can have um, a local business here. They do every Wednesday night, they do a shop ride. They sell mountain bikes and, and they do a shop ride every week. And sometimes that's just them out in the shop going for a ride after work. And sometimes it's 20 people, you know, might buy bikes from them, might not buy bikes from them, but they go to a trail and they do it every week. And it's a pretty cool little community there. So you don't have to just think, you know, uh, it's in technology, we use social media, but it can be something where people go to the same place. It could be a newsletter, it could be a group, it could just be a meeting in an office location. So a platform is who, who's, who's going to be in your community, what, what do they use and, and what's going to be easiest for everyone. There's no point making a whole new platform that people have to use just to be in your community. Um, if there's something else there, like a Facebook group that everyone's on Facebook and everyone's going to see, it's pretty easy, like the bath bombs. Go for it. Mm. I think Facebook kind of gives you a bit of guaranteed traffic as well because there's already so many users that are on that platform so it's easy for them to kind of stumble upon it or to be referred to by friends just because it already has such a large user base. Yeah, definitely at the moment it's pretty easy to use and and well received. Depending on the age group of your your target audience, uh, the under-20s are not so much using Facebook as much anymore. Mm. It's TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat – yeah, with some of those other ones, just figuring out how you'd actually allow people to communicate with one another. Sounds so tricky. That's the number one part of the platform. They're going to be able to talk to one another. Yep. Um, and I think Facebook has some pretty pretty good parts in that area. Like if you go into a group, they have little badges people get. So if they've invited a lot of members, they get like a recruitment badge. And I'm a super fan. Yeah, super fan. <laughs> um, fan badges if you comment a lot. Yep. yep. Um, and if you're like conversation starter because you, you post and then people reply to you. Gamifying. Gamifying, what's that one? They're gamifying it. Yes, that's 100%, yeah. yeah. They're making so a game. and that's, that's pivoting with your audience. We know, that, we know that kids learn differently now and that next generation have grown up with screens and social media. Mm. I couldn't imagine that. But I think some of the highest users now of um, Facebook, and correct me if I'm wrong, or I could no. be wrong, but um, the last time I had a look that um, people over 50 are yep. by far the heaviest users of social media. Especially Facebook. Yeah, and they say it's the kids, but the kids are on various things, but they're also doing other things and mm. the older people are definitely hammering it these days. A lot of schools are banning the use within like school time as well. Yes, they should. Yes. You're opening the liquor cabinet to kids. Yeah, and we're, we're not going to talk about that today. No. <laughs> <laughs> a can of worms there. Yep. Do you think it's important to choose a good title if you're going to make a, like an online group such as a Facebook group? Yeah, it's got to be people got to understand what it is. But, you know, the title doesn't matter so much. Um Depending on how you're doing it. Intent's the key, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're relying on social media to make the group grow, it's got to be super clear what the group is because people are going to search for it and find it. But if um, people are ending up in the group because of some other reason, um, as in we bought XYZ or we've got this type of product and they've been invited to the group, the name doesn't matter as much. Mm. But uh, like any name, it's good to be descriptive. You probably don't want secret group one, two, three. Hashtag. Because <laughs> I don't think that explains, I don't think people want to be part of secret group one, two, three, or, you know, it's going to be a certain type of person. 
But um, if you, you know, electric vehicles, electric vehicle group Queensland. A perfect example is if you're driving traffic to the group from buying a bath bomb and getting a QR code, for instance, the, the name's probably not as important. You still want to tie it to what the product is or what the brand is. Whereas if you are using social media to try and drive traffic to your group, the name's probably going to be a bit more important. Yeah. I think a lot of the um, content and what people get out of it is a lot more important than the name. So how would you go about getting people engaged in a community? Be interesting. So creating good content, do you think that's Absolutely. important? I think that's part of it as far as you've got to be able to have, if you're starting the content from scratch, so how do you get people engaged? You've got to start it. But if you're getting the right people into, into your community, they're going to assist Mm-hmm. And then it's some stage. So really, you, you you do have to have a plan. Just before I go on to the next step, you do have to have a plan of okay, well, how are we going to get people engaged? How are we going to give some content? Like, what's going to get that up and running? But after that point, you're going to have that content and engagement coming from the community. So that's and that's the whole point. The difference between your business and putting something out there for people to consume, and having a community is that that community is looking after itself. People have a common goal. They're getting something beneficial from it. So if you're just giving content, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me, well, people, unless they really love you, aren't going to like that. If you're facilitating a way for them to show what they've done or what they've found or to help other people or do whatever it is that within that community, that is the engagement and that is the content we're looking for. And then your role as a, as a business or you don't have to be a business owner to do this is to facilitate that along with other people. Keep the conversation going. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, maybe people need some advice that needs a professional. You could do that um, as far as content. So there's some value for people being in that group aside from just being able to share what they like. Maybe you have some interesting projects or jobs or products that you've done recently just to – because they're super interesting that you can show people, hey, check this out a bit behind the scenes – um, early doors, you could. Uh, it's all about value, really. So give it away. What do you know that maybe people don't know? Yeah, about your product, or what what stumbling blocks have people found using your products? Yeah, do some interesting content based around. I made this mistake over here when I was installing this. Don't make this mistake. Yeah. Here's a simple guide. We I had this problem that. today, you know, how would you fix it? Yep. And I think it's just important to understand in this community, so these people are not necessarily buying from you. We talked about how it can help your business grow and it can be good for your business, but they could be people that just do it themselves they are never going to be a client. But what does that mean if they know someone who should do it? They're not going to do it for them. They're going to say, hey, go deal with this business. So it's not just customers there, it's referrers and whatnot. So giving them that free value, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not going to be taking work away from yourself. And people want to do something themselves, they're going to find a way to do it anyway. People love to be heard. Yep, and that's part of the community. We're facilitating the voice. Do you think there are any particular issues that people might come across trying to create a community? There's always issues. Mm. Depending, on where you're, depending on where you're building it, there's always going to be trolls in yeah. social media. We'll just start with those. Yeah, that's, that's one issue that jumps straight to. So what's a troll? So somebody who is sitting behind their keyboard and the only reason they're on their keyboard is to go through social media and start arguments or try to bring people down. Yeah. And there are two schools of thought on the trolls. You either block them, ignore them, or you engage heavily with the troll, but you don't stoop to their level. So you can 
due to due to conversations in social media, the more the more comments you have, the more eyes are on it. So if there's a particularly nasty troll who's deciding that your brand's the one they're going to target, engage them in a polite conversation from your side of the thing. Let them look like the troll that they are while you appear to be the level-headed, kind business owner that you are. Keep the conversation going. And if you've got a pretty solid community, you're going to have to – you'll stop talking eventually because you'll have all your fans coming in going, you're nuts, this is crazy. Mm. Let your fans be the people – that then argue with the troll after you've sort of been quite polite. Says you reminds me of a story from this is going back about nine years. So um, social media was newer then, not not new, but uh, newer. And um, they had a what I would say is a very unreasonable customer post very publicly and spread that around. Um, some bad feedback about this this business, which probably wasn't quite true and probably wasn't quite fair. And uh, they were very well known in their community, the large volume of traffic, they were supermarkets, so a lot of customers. Um, and it was a bloodbath, like on this person who posted the bad feedback by the next day, and this is about nine, nine o'clock at night um, from my memory, by the next morning when, when we saw it, it had five or 600 posts and 99% of them were people smashing the person who had, gave that bad feedback and was, was taking the business on. Um, the brand. So I think, um, yeah, trolls, are, we're talking about social media in a group there, but let's just say someone who's who's not been positive or not been maybe adhering to how the group wants to to act. It's about having some form of administration in place to to deal with that. So, you know, one way the end said to, to politely play along and and not stoop to the level, but um, otherwise block and delete. And, you know, that's what you have moderators for. For any group, so if you if you're doing a in person activity, then you've got people that aren't necessarily your business. They can be from the community. Yeah, think of Park Run. So Park Runs are definitely a community event, and they have five or six or seven volunteers required. I don't know how many, but they're, they're always looking for people just to do that Park Run for people on a Saturday morning wherever it is. So that's a good example of one that's in person, um, and then those people are there to ensure a little bit of safety. They're there to ensure that people generally behave. But then you've also got all the people that are participating that are working on that as well. So don't be too afraid of the, the bad eggs. You will get them. It's just a matter of letting the community deal with it. Just don't ignore them. Mm. One way or the other, you, you need to address it. The amount of times you see a, a Google listing, for instance, where someone might have had a less than favourable uh, interaction with your brand and given one star and they might have gone out to a restaurant, for instance, and yep. the dessert wasn't quite what they expected. And, and some people overreact and go, one star, sorry. The main meal was fantastic, but the dessert was terrible. One star. And then the restaurant doesn't engage in it, doesn't yep. respond. A, a simple, we're sorry you had such a, an experience or even, even just saying, g'day, how you going? Let the person know that they've been heard. But if you ignore it, a lot of people will read those reviews and go, well, they haven't even responded. Yeah, and that's definitely. Subconscious um, negative. No one wants to be left out. No. Um, but you're going back to the community side of things, you know, it's not a direct one-on-one with your business necessarily. It's not a community about your business. Um, it's a community for the greater good of a group of people. So you generally don't have too many people going out there trying to smash your community. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. Um, and if it does, like it's it's definitely an issue much bigger than, than you. It's not for you to sort out. But problems making the community, the number one problem most people are going to have is that building it. 
getting it started, like anything, getting something started is the hardest thing. So, and that's where as a business, you have a bit of a platform to be able to start it because you have the customers, you know, the people that are interested, you know, the right people that would be really keen to to get involved and get it up and running. So getting it off the ground is definitely the hard thing and, and some things you can do um, in business, pretty obvious uh, the, from the story that you mentioned. Hey, what's your mobile number? We, we do SMSs. We've got this Facebook group. Would you like to join it? And we've got QR codes now. Ian, you mentioned QR codes. Scan this, just boom, comes up. Join the group. You're using Square, you've automatically got it. Yep. Um, you know, certain products you sell, hey, you know, this is a pretty new product. Not many people know how to use it. Um, here's a group we set up for everyone that buys one in the local area just to, you know, talk about how they're using it and get to know it a bit better. Like most people are going to be keen on it. If they're not interested, they're going to say no. But the people that say yes you know, help you get it up and running. But that's why a lot of other people won't make those communities because they don't have access to the people to get it up, to, to sort of build it up to that point where it's actually going to grow itself. Most people want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. Yep. So it's relatively simple as long as you have your motives in, yep. in place. Um, and then another reason why um, you know, it can just potentially be pretty hard to get off the ground is that people just think it's going to be too hard. We don't have the resource to manage it. But again, it's going back to its community. It's not your business. So you've got to get up and running and you've got to have a few processes to help build it but ideally that community is going to look after itself and it's, it's not you. And if you're doing everything, well, you're probably doing it a little bit wrong. Is there someone you can go to for help in starting to create a, a community? Yeah, a lot of marketing agencies would be able to help you doing that, to do that. But, um, you know, if we just go through what we talked about in the podcast and if you go, hey, we've got access to a lot of people that have a common purpose or a common goal um, and there's no nothing really for, to facilitate um, or a platform to bring them together, uh, if you've got those two things, it's probably not too hard to, to do the next step, which is like, how do we get them together? And how might you monitor the success of your building, like how it's going, and track its progress? Yeah. Um, <laughs> are people talking? It's probably one. It depends what your goals are for the community. If it's to just make the biggest community in the world, obviously you're going to go on the size. Um, if you just want to give a platform for some people to share, then it's going to be that. If it's a, a platform to make an impact on the community or you know, we've got Lions Clubs and all those sort of things going around, that's an example of a community. So it could be a, one of the measurements you use is the impact you're having, um, what results are happening or what changes occurring. could just be the interaction. It could be, you know, does it make people feel good? It could be, it doesn't have to be a, black and white measurement you just go hey is this working is this not um from a business perspective if you're looking to sort of make your business a bit more secure and a bit bit more work and build up some products and services or or whatnot then it's going to translate to what sort of inquiries do we get and if you're asking people hey how'd you find out about us and they say oh friends in this group or i've been following this group then it's going to be uh that's going to be a really good number track so a good example is many many moons ago before social media I worked at a hardware store in a, in a garden centre and there was a TV show that used to be on Friday nights. It was the TV show for gardeners and you always knew that whatever that person recommended, didn't matter where you were in Australia, and I was in Adelaide so it was quite arid, but uh, on the east coast everyone wanted to buy these plants, plants depending on where, which part of Australia oh, you're in. Or New Zealand plants. Plants, yeah. there we go, yeah. yep. So we, we prepared because we knew that there was a community of people who watched this show and we were lucky enough to be a big enough hardware store to have ties with the channel that the show was on. And they pre-warned us and said, this is what we're talking about. It's good networking there. By, by, yeah, that's a community, isn't it? Yeah. 
It was a network back then. It's a community now. You were prepared for the rush that inevitably came on the Saturday and Sunday of people buying fuzzy widget plant number 324. Yep. Yes. Could, Spot on. Bit easier now than having to talk to TV networks and now you can just go, <laughs> that's what everyone's talking about. Here's a hashtag, it's trending. Yeah. Let's buy that thing. So we've uh, talked about a lot of points today. Um, what do you think the most important takeaway points are today? I think it's getting in people involved in, in what you do. Um, so looking for ways to, to make your business bigger than bigger than yourself and, and itself. Um, how can you give people that are interested in what you do a voice and a platform to, to find other people and share what they, they do or can do and receive the information from others? So I think that's a huge takeaway. Business is uniquely placed to be able to facilitate that community as, a, as putting those people together. Um, so whether you do that as a, as a meet and greet or you do that as an online presence, that's something that a business can do. So that's probably one big point. Um, I think the second one is that it's not that hard to do. It doesn't require a lot of resource. Um, it's a matter of finding a way to start building the group that practically how do you get the people together. But once you solve that, it's it's getting it set up and then then letting it run its course. Those are the two, two big points. But number three is well, why would you do it aside from being nice to people? It's a good place for your business to be and it's just going to help your business grow using that story uh, with the bath bomb place, a little shop to 50,000, 60,000 people following it, selling throughout Australia. And you can pretty much pull that into any other business and you've got people participating in a group that are going to help with word of mouth referrals, recommendations, um, market data, research um, to help your business grow or provide better service. Um, and, and the second part to that was that it's a pretty secure business. If you've got a huge group behind you of people that like you and, and you're a part of their community, like... If you're a part of their community, they don't want you to have a bad day. So if you're struggling, there's going to be a lot of people happy to help you and it's definitely helping forge a niche in, in your market. The bottom line is the community is going to be there with or without you, but you can help focus that. Yeah, true. So that's all we have time for today. In our next episode, we will explore why businesses resort to cutting costs and what effect this can have on a business in the long run. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, make sure to visit our website and book a catch-up. You can visit our website at www.businessabundance.online. Till next time. Bye. So long. <laughs>